Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Elyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you. All right, welcome to Fruit of the Spirit. Uh, We're going to be talking about patience and kindness today and some verses around that. But uh, before we do that, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, we come before you and we thank you, Lord God, for your word. Lord, we thank you for the fruit of the Spirit, Lord God, that you've given your people, those that believe. And that, Lord, uh, it's nothing that we can claim for that we did. But, Lord, it's given by you freely, by the Spirit. And that, Lord, as we go through this, that this will help us during our sanctification period on this earth. And that, Lord, uh, that we could truly understand and show these fruit in our lives. Lord, we thank you for this time, and we thank you for this lesson, Lord God, on patience and kindness. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. So, just to recap real quick, uh, first week uh, we did the intro, and then the second week we did love. And, and, and as we talked about love, we, you know, that, that is the most key part of the fruit of the Spirit. There, there's, it's no mistake that love was mentioned first, right? That that was not the first attribute. Because without love, all this kind of falls to the side. I can just point you to 1 Corinthians chapter 13 for that. And, um, and again, we have the corner market on these fruit of the Spirit. Because it's only the Christian that can experience this. The unregenerated person cannot. Um, last week we learned about joy and peace. You know, and that, that only Christians can uh, truly understand what true joy is. Right? And, and that we can only understand that peace that passes understanding. Um, and I mentioned that that peace is not just peace when things are good, right? World peace, we hear about that all the time. That's when everything's hunky-dory and there's no wars and everything's good and such like that. No, the peace, the biblical peace, yes, we can have peace during peaceful times, but we can also claim peace during tribulation, Right? that we have that peace that passes understanding because why? We are so generous here on this earth. 
We're walking this earth right now. We're in our sanctification period. Come glorification, we have an eternity with our Lord. So that's why we can have that peace. So um, this week we're going to talk about patience and kindness. Um, Before I get into that, I'm going to read our, our text where we're getting this from. If you want to follow me, it's Galatians 5, 16 through 25. It says, but I say, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are you, for these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. You know, and I always like, I always, when I read that part, it's just like, yeah, there's always that battle, right? Between the, between the natural man and the spirit filled man, you know, and this is something that we're walking through during this time of sanctification. Um, it's, it's, it's a daily, it's a, it's a minute by minute battle. Uh, but if you are led by the spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. You know, and when it, I, I like that when it says that against, against these things there is no law. This is something that is given to us at regeneration, this fruit of the Spirit. There is no law uh, you can have this fruit if you do this, if you follow this. No, this is manifested in each and every believer as soon as they're saved. As soon as they're regenerated, you have these. Now, do we manifest these all the time in our lives? No, it's it, it, it just like anything else. Uh, we, what's it say? To work out your salvation. You know, th- that's part of it right there, right? Is, is, is understanding the fruit. And asking yourselves, am I exemplifying or, or acting out in these fruits, right? In, in, in the different fruit of the Spirit. So, um, uh, first we're going to look at patience. Now, you can ask anybody in my family, that is like one of my worst attributes. I am not a patient person. Uh, in fact, I, I, I can't be patient fast enough. <laughs> it's, it's just, uh, if, do you remember the series that we had, The Fear of Man? 
patience, this, this lesson on patience is the fear of waiting, right? I want everything to happen now. I am like one of those people uh, in my emails that I have subfolders for everything. I don't keep there anything in the inbox hardly. I, I have to read it, go through it, put it in something, right? And, and, and if there's something that I need to act on, I want to act on it immediately. And, and sometimes that, that's not a good thing because it doesn't bring uh, good results sometimes. So how do we wait on God, right? Waiting on God can strengthen your faith. Think of a trial you've been through in your life when it's the bleakest that, 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 and you see and, and your hope is stolen away from you because you allowed it. You, you're, you're just, you can't see an end game in this. It just looks horribly bad. Waiting on God can strengthen your faith. Um, it also, waiting on God shows total dependence on him, right? That, that, that is a discipline that is really hard. I mean, when I say really hard, it, it's hard for me to wait. I want to just push things and make it happen. Uh, or I just want to get through this next thing. Or if it's bad enough, I'm losing all hope, right? My, my, my faith is, is definitely, and I'm allowing it to be shattered, right? Is, is, is God gone away? Absolutely not. It's my trust and, and, and my dependence, right? Um, and when we don't wait on God, we just bring trouble to ourselves. I, 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 you see that over and over. And, and there's good examples in, in the Bible. I, I was thinking about this. What, what are different examples of, of not waiting? And there's a lot of them. But really quick, Abraham took Hagar. He didn't wait on the promise of God, right? So... Uh, you know, you could say, well, he, you know, it was suggested to him from his wife, but he still is the man of the household and said, okay, we're, we're, we're going to do this thing. Didn't work out too well, right? Uh, another one that came to mind was Saul lost his kingdom because he didn't wait for Samuel at Gilgal. He just acted. He did not wait, even though he knew he was supposed to wait. And didn't really turn out well for uh, Saul, did it? Um, you know, these examples, and like I said, there, there's a lot more uh, thinking, uh, you know, brings doubt, fear, which all what? When we have doubt and fear, it leads to sin. We allow sin to creep in because what we do is we don't start acting out of the spirit. We start acting out of the flesh. Um, so what benefits are there for waiting on God? When God's people wait on him, he always brings great blessings. It's not happening in our time. We, we want everything to happen in our time. We really, really do. It's just, it's just human characteristic that is, is not in patience. You know, be careful. You know, what's the old joke? Don't pray for patience because why? You've got to have trials to endure patience, right? Um, and, and think about the Israelites. 
this is one of the things of patience I thought of. The Israelites waited 400 years after Malachi to hear from God again. Or as a, a pastor I knew, that, that Italian prophet Malachi. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, they waited 400 years to hear from God. Can you imagine? I, I can't even think about that. that you know, obviously that eclipsed how many lifetimes of people that they did not hear anything from God. They had all the history, right, leading up to that, understanding of that, but not hearing from God. Um, let's quickly um, look at Luke 2.25. It says, Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. Simeon was showing patience by waiting for the consolation of Israel. Um, We wait and hope for time uh, beyond this life when we'll have the greatest blessing of all. That that, that is is ultimate, right? That's the ultimate goal is is, is we live for eternity, right? It's coming. Um, And then, then we'll be in the presence of our almighty God. Then there will be no more waiting and faith. Think about it. Our faith will be sight then, right? For what we believe and hope for right now during our sanctification is going to be a reality. It's going to be sight. We're actually going to get to see what's going on. Um, We must remember to look at God for the character and, and fruit of patience. His example. Um, let's read Second uh, Peter 3, 8 and 9. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that the Lord, with the Lord, one day is a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is what? But is patient towards you. Not wishing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance. So we must also remember a finite state and that we must trust and wait on God. And, and God isn't waiting at all, is he? You know, there is no waiting with God. He, 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 he. Um, God moves according to his perfect plan and purpose. Sometimes it's not fast enough for us, and that's where we lose our patience. Sometimes it's just we get very aggravated, frustrated, and we try to cause things to happen, right, because because of our lack of patience. But we must wait on God. The Bible shows that God is not slow to keep his promises, but is faithful always to deliver his people. He's always faithful to deliver his people. You know, even in the bleakest times that you can read, there's always that remnant, right, that, 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 that rises up. Um, we must not fear the future, but only fear or reverence God who holds the future in his hands. Again, we cannot fear the future. Now, does that mean that... We don't prepare if things look bleak coming up 
or, or, or things look bad and such. No, but we're not supposed to fear it because why? God has it in his hands, even if it's bad, even if it's horrible, right? Um, I, you know, I hope we can all develop the hope and patience and wait on the Lord. That is, that is a muscle we need to work every single day because it is very, very difficult, I think, in, in our finite state here on earth. So patience is one of those things that it's easy to talk about, but I think it's one of the most hardest fruit to enact in your life. Um, I know it is for me personally, just because I'm, I'm sometimes not a patient person. I just want things to happen now, and let's move on to the next thing, right? Um, but with trusting in the Lord, we can wait. Wait on him. So now we're going to look at the fruit of kindness. And, uh, you know, as we look at the fruit, we must remember Jesus alone perfectly displayed this fruit in his life, right? And, and we must strive to do the thing as we do, do the same thing as we've trusted in him. Um, you know, you, again, you know, if you compare the fruit of kindness with, you know, what the world has, right? It, it's, this is, this is different. This is, this is something that I can say does not come natural in people. You know, I always, uh, I remember years and years and years ago, listening to James Dobson. He, he sees, and he was talking about original sin and such like that. He says, Hey, just put a bunch of two year olds in a room with some food and some toys and see what ensues after about 10 minutes. You know, they're about ready to clobber each other, right? <laughs> or they are. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kindness is not a natural thing. Kindness is, is, is not at all natural. But we need to strive to because we need to look upon Jesus as an example, right? Kindness is something lacking in today's world. And I got to say, it is even lacking in church. Right. Um, some uh, some in the church are just waiting to see a chink in the armor. Right. And to in a brother or sister to set them straight. And they do this out of piety, out of self-righteousness. And um, are we supposed to say something? If we see something wrong in a brother's or sister's life, we should say something. But you know what? Right motive, wrong means. A lot of times our motive is, you know, it, it, you've got to check yourself. If you see sin in somebody else's life and you need to address it, you really need to stop and pray about it first. Because you just don't want to stick the accusatory finger in the face or become Mr. Theological and just talk them down with, with great words from the Bible. We want to be able to have do this in kindness. And again, I go all the way back to the first fruit. Everything has to be done in love. If it's done in love, you cannot have kindness and love are almost inseparable. Um, it, it, you know, as we've learned, the Lord has not only been patient with us, but he's been kind. 
And that's what each believer should strive for. He has been kind to us. I mean, he saved us. Did we deserve that? Absolutely not. Does he need us? Absolutely not. Does he love us? Yes. Is he kind to us? Is he patient with us? Definitely. So we must look over minor faults in love. And we will only be able to do this when we are patient and kind. Recognizing that not every situation is equally deserving of correction. Did you hear that? That recognizing that every situation is equally deserving of our correction. Sometimes people aren't making the right choices. Um, you know, I, I akin this to uh, helicopter parents, right? That want to fix everything in their kid right now. You got to do it this way. And you know what? Sometimes you just got to let people, if, it, if it's not sin, you got to let them go down that path. Do you give them words of wisdom? Definitely. Do you, do you talk to them in kindness and love and patience? Definitely. But um, you've you got to know what, what situation is dire and what's not. Otherwise, you know, they're going to just put up a wall next time they see you because all you're doing is correcting. Um, let's look at Ephesians uh, 2, 5 through 7. It says, even when, they were even when we were dead in our trespasses, he made us alive together in Christ. By grace have you been saved and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Jesus Christ. And so the coming ages, we might show that immeasurable riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. The Lord has always been our example when it comes to these fruit. And, and if you really want to know, well, how do I practice these fruit? How do I understand these fruit? Look at the Lord. These are all his characteristics that he's given us through his spirit. Right? Um, the Lord is always our example. And God's kindness it's God, think about this. It's God's kindness that led us to repentance, right? It's God's kindness that led us to repentance. Um, let's read Romans 2, 4 and 11, 2. Uh, verse 4 says, Or do you presume on the riches of his kindness and forbearance and patience, not knowing that God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance? That just supports what I just said, Right? We, we are saved through his kindness. Um, kindness and forbearance and patience. I, I, notice, I notice kindness and patience is used a lot together. That's why I kind of group these two together in, in Scripture because there, there are a lot of Scripture that had both of these in it. And then in verse 22, it says, Note, when the kindness and the severity of God, severity towards those who have fallen, but God's kindness to you provided you continue in his provided you continue in his kindness. Otherwise, you too would be cut off. It's God's kindness 
that we are even sitting here alive right now. It's, it's his forbearance and kindness. And it's that type of kindness that we need to emulate in our life. So when we want to get picky and snarky and, and, and not want to be kind, we need to think, what has the Lord done for us? Right? What, how has he been kind to us, even to repentance? And in Titus 3, 4, and 6, it says, but, the, but when the goodness and loving kindness of our God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of, reg- of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly, through Christ Jesus our Lord. I love the beginning of that. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared. You know, that, that totally breaks the whole uh, idea of, you know, sometimes you, you, you see people look at uh, God as this old man with a stick ready to whack you on the head. Right for your next thing you do wrong. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, right? He saved us. That's the next word. He saved us. Not because of who we are or what we are or or that we deserve any of it, but because he loved us. And... You know, finally, in, in our, our example following Christ, um, 2 Corinthians uh, 6, 4 through 7, it says, But as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way by great endurance and afflictions and hardships and calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, hunger, by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit, Genuine love by truthful speech and the power of God with the weapons of righteousness for the right hand and for the left. That sounds like a total weird concept, right? To talk about purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, the Holy Spirit when it talks about us going through calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, sleepless nights, and hunger. But that's what our God gives, right? He gives us that kindness out of his loving heart that we can endure because we cannot endure unless we rely on him. It's only by him that we can do this. So uh, in conclusion of today's teaching, We must strive as believers not only to bear patience and kindness, but let it be part of our daily walk in our lives. It's got to be part of our... And this this has to be um, something that that you work at, right? It's got to be intentional. That's the word I'm looking for. It's got to be intentional in your life, right? Uh, Because why? Otherwise, we just think of our selfish selves, right? To, to exclude kindness and patience, it, it's a lot to do with others around us, too, right? 
Uh, we believers have these fruits, and it would be sin to suppress these uh, spirit-given attributes. Um, for a Christian, these should not be nouns. These should be verbs showing God's transformation in our lives. This should be actions, these fruit that we're looking at. So next time you're becoming impatient or about to pounce and be unkind, draw on the Spirit's power to do the right thing and relying on Him to give you patience and kindness to deal with the matter at hand. Hi there, this is Austin Hetzler, the pastor of Christ the Rock Church of Illyria, Ohio. We at Christ the Rock are humbled and grateful to be a part of your sanctification today as you listen to this sermon. But at the same time, we want to encourage you to be a member of a good local church and not to allow online sermons to replace the local church and to benefit from the life of that church and to give your spiritual gifts back to that church. Having said that, our website is www.christrockchurch.com. If you go there, you can find sermons, blogs, and other resources as well as our location and service times. You can also listen to the sermons on Bible Thumping Wingnut, Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Stitcher. I, along with the membership of Christ the Rock Church, pray that this sermon will be a blessing to you.